Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome once again, listeners, and we take up for the final time this month uh, a look at some of the Psalms. Now we're going to look at Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nation say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Once more, as we take up Psalm 115, we have to admit, we don't know exactly what was going on in Israel when this psalm was written. It was a time of trouble, that's clear. could have been during a drought or a famine. Or maybe Israel had lost an important battle against one of their enemies. Whatever the crisis was, the people were confused. They just couldn't figure out why the Lord wasn't doing anything to help them. And their enemies were making fun of them. Where is your God now? You always talk so much about your God, Yahweh, how you're his chosen people, how he gave you this land, how he sends the rain and makes your crops grow and stands up for you against your enemies. So where is he now? The thing that made those questions especially painful was that the Israelites were asking those questions too. Where is God? What's he doing? Why is he letting this happen to us? It's not necessarily wrong to ask those questions, but we do have to watch out how we ask them. You can ask those questions in such a way that what you really mean is, God's not living up to his part of the bargain. He's supposed to meet all my expectations and answer all my questions and and fix all my problems. And I can't trust him if he doesn't make everything go the way I want it to, if my life doesn't turn out the way I hoped. Well, that's the wrong way to ask those questions. But there is a right way to ask, how does this trouble, this sickness, this sorrow line up with what God has promised me? And then, with that question, to go back to the Bible and read again what God has actually promised. That's what the psalmist did. And it completely changed the way he looked at things. 
he set his agenda aside. He let go of all of his ideas about what God was supposed to do for him, and he submitted himself to God's agenda. That's what he's saying in those opening words of Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be glory because of your love and your faithfulness. In other words, he says, the great issue in our time of trouble is not us getting what we want. It's not God making our problems go away. The great issue at stake is God's glory, God's reputation. Now, when we are in trouble, we naturally think that the best thing that could happen is that God would make our problems go away because of what we believe. We believe we can only be happy if our lives go the way we want them to. But God says, maybe to our surprise, that's not my highest priority, making things happen the way you want them to. My highest priority in your life is to glorify myself. That doesn't mean that we just have to kind of resign ourselves to that and say, well, I guess God cares more about his glory than about what happens to me. No, this is good news for us. Because when God called us to be his people, he attached his glory to our salvation. His reputation depends on how he treats us. So we don't have to worry about how things will turn out for us. Because in the most important sense, we already know how things are going to turn out. When God adopted us to be his children, he said, This is what I'm like. I can love my enemies. I can love unlovable people like you. In fact, I do. And I can forgive guilty sinners. I sent my own son to die for you. And so I showed you how far my love can go. And so the psalmist turns the mockery of the enemies of Israel back on them. You want to know where our God is? We'll tell you where our God is. Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. This is how we can settle our own fears and doubts when we're in trouble. We can remember, our God is in the heavens, and he does whatever pleases him. We call that God's sovereignty. God is in absolute control of all things. Sometimes people think that makes God some kind of puppet master and makes us puppets on strings. It means he doesn't have to answer to us for what he does, and that there's no rhyme or reason to what he does, so we can never be sure how he might decide to deal with us. But God has told us what pleases him. Paul says in Ephesians 1, God made known to us the mystery of his will. God showed us what he has in mind, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. And that is, he's going to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. He's going to overcome all the damage and division and brokenness of sin and restore all things, including us. And this is how God has worked out what pleases him. In him, says Paul, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him, and here's his sovereignty, who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. That is God's purpose in all that he does, to bring himself glory, and particularly by saving us and redeeming the universe, rescuing the universe from sin through Jesus Christ. And no matter what might happen in your life or mine, God will always use it to serve that purpose. That's why it ultimately doesn't matter if God makes my problems go away or not. Because no matter what, I know he's going to glorify himself 
by saving me. Psalm 115 is a part of a collection of psalms that the people of Israel sang every year at the Passover. God commanded them to celebrate the Passover every year. That made them remember the time when they were slaves in Egypt. Pharaoh at that time, to them, certainly looked invincible. And the gods of Egypt, who had given Pharaoh so much power, seemed all-powerful themselves. They looked so capable. They had mouths and eyes and ears and noses and hands and feet. But when God came to Egypt to save Israel, those gods didn't say or do a thing. And it was clear. They couldn't speak or see or smell or hear or feel or walk or even utter a sound with their throats, for that matter. And when Israel celebrated the Passover every year, that's what they remembered. Their sovereign God and their powerless enemies. And this is what we need to do when we are in a crisis. We need to look at God. We need to remind ourselves our God is in heaven and he does whatever pleases him. And remember what he has done to save us. In the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God has defeated our most powerful enemies. He's, he made a spectacle of them, sin and death and Satan. This is why Christ commands believers to worship every Sunday, so that we remember each Sunday again that Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week, and that we have eternal life in him. That's why he gave us the Lord's Supper, to strengthen our faith in his death, for us. Christ says, by worshiping, by celebrating the sacraments, by hearing the gospel, never forget what God did for you. Look at your life, whatever's happening to you, especially in the light of the cross. God glorified himself there by saving you in a most unexpected way. In verses 9 through 11, the priests are talking to the people. And they're saying, when you hear the gospel of salvation, this is how you must respond. You have to believe it. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And in verses 12 and 13, the people are answering, we do believe it. We know what God promised in his word. We know what he did when he saved us from slavery in Egypt. So we know, even now, in this crisis, even though we wonder what God is doing, we know he remembers us and he will bless us. Then the priests pronounced God's blessing on them. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. God pronounces that blessing on his people when they worship him. And we need to think about that. That blessing's not a wish. It's not God saying, well, we hope this is what will happen to you. It's a pronouncement. It's a declaration. The Lord who made heaven and earth will bless you. There's nothing you need that he can't give you. There's nothing you need that he won't do for you. Psalm 115 closes with a confession. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any go down to silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. This is what our life is all about. This is our whole responsibility and all that we desire. Paul said in Ephesians 1, This is why God saved us, that we might be for the praise of his glory. And that is our great desire. When we suffer, when we experience disappointments, 
when there are questions gathering and hanging like clouds on the horizon over our lives, we will extol the Lord for His love and His faithfulness. We will bring Him glory in the way we trust in Him, in the way we speak about Him, especially when we are in trouble. Thank you once again for listening. 